Good evening. If you wouldn't mind standing, we'll start with a, uh, a scripture. It's Psalm 100. It's the Psalm of Thanksgiving, and here we are on Thanksgiving Eve, so it makes sense. Verse 1 says, Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. We'll do that in a moment. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates, that's what we're doing now, with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy or love is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all that you've given to us. We've gathered here this evening to do that, to be thankful, to be reminded of all that you've done for us, how you've rescued each one of us here this evening, how you brought us into a safe place, and we just recognize your hand in every good thing in our lives. So we're going to praise you now, Lord. So receive our praise. Speak to us through the different pastors as they bring a message that we all might leave this place full of your love and grace and gratitude. Do that, we ask in Jesus' name. And all of God's children agreed by saying, Amen. Amen. Why don't you turn around and say hello to somebody, then we'll worship. God, we will carry on. Love endures 
Lord, that is our desire tonight, to use every breath that we have to worship your name, God. Help us to just be thankful, Lord, for everything that you've done in our lives. It's so easy to get caught up in all the things we don't have, Lord, all the wants and desires that we have not reached yet, Lord. Help us to focus on what we have, Lord, through you, what you've already given us, Lord, the promise and hope of eternity, the promise and hope of grace and mercy upon our lives, Lord. We love you, Lord. Ask you to be with this time of worship in your name. Amen.
sing, I sought the Lord, and I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. I sought the Lord, and He heard, and He answered. That's why I trust Him. That's why I trust Him. I sought the Lord. And he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord. That's why I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will never fail. He will never fail, and I trust in God. Amen. Well, tonight we have a special Thanksgiving service, and we're going to start by welcoming one of our good pastors. Or what do you do? You do the high school. You're the the. What are you the uh, the? Um, hold on, I know what it is. Vice principal. Yes. Let's give it up for Mr. Jeff Harry. <laughs> <laughs> good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thanksgiving service. I'm so happy to be here with you. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, my family is normally here. They're not here tonight because they're fighting that virus that's been going around, like a lot of people have been getting. But praise God for those of us who are here. Um, we're just a few of us pastors are going to share a little bit, and then Pastor Ed's going to come out and close with his Thanksgiving message, and then uh, we're going to finish with worship again, back with the worship band. So, uh, Psalm chapter, sorry, Psalm Philippians chapter one, verse three to nine. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine making request for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, 
Inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. For God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. I'll stop there just really quick, but that you guys know that's Paul writing to believers in Philippi. And he's just telling them how he thanks God whenever he remembers them. Do you have anyone in your life like that? Whenever you think about them, you just thank God for them? I have a lot of people at this church that I thank God in that way for, and I want to thank him with you tonight. But I just love whenever we read Paul in the New Testament, how connected he was with people. And how much he valued the relationship with the believers, the people in his life. He would write like long greetings at the end of his letters. And even just like here, you guys are so important to me. I value our relationship so much. And so we see that in Paul. And uh, he says, even he goes as far as to say, I long for you with the affection of Jesus Christ. It's the love of Jesus loving you through me. And so I feel like that for a lot of people in our church, and I want to thank God for them. Starting with my young adult leaders, I oversee the young adult group, we call it Young Bloods, and I thank God for Jen Tipton. She's one of my leaders. All of these, all of these people went, were also our Kosovo team. Pretty much we went on a Kosovo trip, mission trip this last summer. And Jen Tipton does so much for our young adult group. She does so much in our, in our office here at the church and our office at the school. She has a job on both sides like I do. She's an amazing person. She's so full of love and so caring. She's so vital to our community. I thank God for Joey and Krista Bauer. Joey, Joey and Krista serve in so many ways in our church. Joey is one of the leaders in the young adult group, and so is Krista, but also in the, young, in the junior high ministry, serving there. Krista for the high school ministry, serving my kids as they went through those ministries. I'm so thankful for them. And also, Krista, at our school and in our church office. I'm thankful for Ricardo and Grace Gonzalez, this precious couple. They serve also another couple that serve in the couples ministry, teaching there, teaching in high school on Sunday morning, and leading in the young adult group. They're such a sweet couple, just giving and giving and giving in our church. And I'm just thank, I thank you, God, for them. I thank God for John Rico, who serves and serves and gives in our church in all the different ministries, young adult, Mexico trips children's ministry and Andrew, also for Andrew Griswold I'm so thankful for him he serves on staff in our youth ministries and our high school he's been teaching my kids as they went through high school and your kids for all this time uh, for min for years now I'm thankful also beyond that for just Rick's youth ministry team with Rami Otaki and Sarah Lariba he's Rick's going to come out again and thank God for them but I thank God for them they've been investing in my kids as they went through the youth ministry and your kids as well for Holden in the children's ministry teaching my 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 Sunday school my daughter's Sunday school even now and so many years in junior high Daniel Ajike thank God for him 
serving in the children's ministry here, teaching my daughters, and then serving in our school, just loving all the kids, learning all their names, making all those kids feel special, which leads me to our school staff. I'm so thankful for all our teachers and for our support staff. I'm thankful for our principal, Jeff Lindemann, and his wife, Maddie, that just pour themselves out every weekday and their whole life for our school. The 300 kids who go there, I'm thankful for them and their families every morning dropping off their most precious possession and trusting them to us and us as a team raising them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. I'm so thankful for Mark and Jen Conley leading the couples ministry like a glue to so many families being parents and grandparents to so many in our church who don't have a grandparent or a parent like that investing in their lives. And I also want to thank God for Gail and Susie, just the the backbone of our children's ministry, making our kids feel safe, and all us families as we come and go from this building, just loving and protecting our kids. And of course, I want to thank God for the pastors. So let me, let's, let me just pray to finish up. Lord, thank you for all these people. Thank you for this church. We, can't, we can just go on and on. You see every person, and we are the church, your people. So, Lord, we just bless you tonight. We thank you, Jesus, at this time of thanksgiving. We just praise you for this community. Just bless all those who are blessing us. Just pour it back on them a thousand times over. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's welcome up Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick oversees the youth ministry and the children's ministry and does so many other things at this church. Pastor Rick, we're so thankful for you. I'm thankful for Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much. So, gosh, I probably am the shortest guy on staff now. Hey, uh, real quick, quick announcement. If We've been handing out food baskets to families in need of a Thanksgiving basket, and we have a couple extra if there is a family in need that uh, would like one. Just see one of the ushers, and we'll get you taken care of. Um, Thanksgiving. A time to gather and feast as everyone was searching these deep, like, spiritual verses. I found one to support us in our eating habits. Paul, to, the, to Timothy, his young Padawan learner, he says, he says 1 Timothy, in, uh, 1 Timothy 4, 4, Every creature is good. Nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. We put that on my placemat, like, when I get to Thanksgiving dinner. And you guys can use that if you'd like. Well, as I sat down to write this the other day, my initial thoughts turned to my immediate blessings. My wife, Sydney, who's supporting me in everything, <laughs> putting up with me for the last 20 years. <laughs> My daughters, they, have, uh, they were born into this chaos. I love them very much. My family and my, my, my church family as well. Like, I, I have a pretty supportive family. They're sitting here tonight and watching online. But as I was thinking about these initial thoughts I, uh, the other morning, around 5.30 a.m., my sister, she texted me. She had brain surgery last week. And I was overwhelmed with tears because she told, told me in her message that she had a clean bill of health, no more tumors anywhere in her body. So we were really thankful for that. Thank you. Thank you for praying. Thank you for praying, everyone. I appreciate you. 
You know, speaking of prayer, we have a community of prayer. This is a house of prayer, this packing house. I'm so thankful for on the first and third uh, Fridays of every month, a group of men take over the prayer room and they bring the needs of this church. All the praise reports, all the prayer requests, the whole community, the whole enchilada, they bring it all before the Lord every first and third Friday. And we've seen some incredible testimonies too over the time that I've been with it. An incredible testimony like Jackson, who, whose life was spared by God's intervention. He was given only months to live because of a cancerous brain tumor. Well, God provided a skilled surgeon willing to remove it. Jackson celebrated his 13th birthday recently. which means he's back in school now. So praise God. He's like the happiest junior high or high schooler out there. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen teenagers grow here at the church, grow in their relationship with the Lord, and they're evangelizing their school up the street, not too far from here, spreading the message of the gospel to their student body. I'm thankful for all these glimpses of fruit that God offers. Like Pastor Jeff, there's, there's so many people. Uh, I want to thank a bunch of people that are, are here behind the scenes working. Like, like our third floor team, uh, led by Jean. She's watching. I said your name. She, she leads these amazing women who keep the operations totally organized here at the church. I'm so thankful to our maintenance staff. They are the reasons why the seats are comfortable, the air is working, the lights are on, the grass is green. It is green, by the way, pretty much year-round. It is such a comfortable, safe, secure place that they, that they keep for us to, to worship in. It's beautiful. Special thanks to you audio guys, you video guys. Thank you so much for all your efforts. They're not only witnessed here, at the packing house. They echo around the world. Sydney, Australia recently. Mexico City, Jalisco the other day. Moscow earlier this month. And Johannesburg out in South Africa. Your work, guys, allows the gospel to transcend borders. You play a vital role here. Thank you, guys. And yeah, a heartfelt uh, thank you to all the ministry teams that I get to work with, the children's ministry staff, you guys are amazing. Junior high and high school ministry teams, I love it. There's a famous Sunday school teacher, her name was Henrietta Mears, and she said, it is our duty to do all we can to introduce every generation to Christ. And as you were hearing Pastor Jeff, our Packing House family is passionate about introducing kids to Christ. I am immensely grateful for all your work. And I know he'd rather earn these gold stars in secret, but Pastor Ed, thank you so much for fostering a garden here, being so faithful to the Lord. Uh, this community has been so blessed by you. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, see, when they bring the youth guy up here, we get to have a little fun. Well, please welcome our worship director, Robert Easley. He's coming up to share next.
Wow, I made the big screen. That's crazy. It's good to see you. Pastor Ed asked me this uh, past Sunday. He's like, you want to speak Wednesday night? And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, I need my guitar to hide behind. He's like, one more time, repeat after me. Can I speak on Wednesday night? And I was like, can I speak on Wednesday night? He's like, yes. <laughs> so here I am, and I'm honored. And uh, in all seriousness, I am so thankful for this church and Pastor Ed. I've been blessed to serve alongside Pastor Ed for the past 25 years, which is crazy because I'm only 26. So I'm not sure how that works out. But uh, <laughs> I'm so thankful to be able to call Pastor Ed my boss, my mentor, my friend, and also my guitar player. <laughs> Thank you, Ed, for being such a great example of what it means to lead with humility and grace. I can speak for all of us when I say we're all thankful for you, Pastor Ed. Let's give him a hand. I'm also thankful for each of you. I have the pleasure of leading each of you into an attitude of worship every week, and I do not take that responsibility lightly. I love seeing each of you worship in your own way, some with hands raised, some with eyes closed, and others plugging their ears, which I do see. But I want you guys to know that I just got promoted as the sound department supervisor also, so we're working on that, okay? And I'm gonna fix it, I promise. <laughs> Lastly, I am uh, so thankful for my family, my wife of 23 years, and my two sons, Revan and Talon. Being a father to my two sons and a husband to my wife has been the highlight of my life, and I will forever be indebted to the Lord for allowing me such an honor. And um, I want to close tonight by the reading of 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Let's all welcome Pastor Ed. <laughs> I had to pay him a lot of money to say all those nice things. <laughs> so... I think everybody on staff and most of the church were thanked already. So if you wouldn't mind standing, I'm going to read to you uh, Psalm 100, and we'll do a little short Bible study to make this evening centered around the world, the Word of God. Verse 1, make a joyful shout, or as the old King James says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. All you lands, all the world, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. That's an attitude, right? Come before his presence with singing. God wants to hear you sing. Know that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. You can bless God. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth will endure to all generations forever and ever. Let's pray one more time. Lord, we thank you for your word. Speak to us from it that we might grow in you. Help us to understand who you really are and how to bring worship and praise to you. 
We ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody agreed by saying amen. You may be seated, please. So I read a story this week about the night before Thanksgiving, like we're doing right now. A butcher was about ready to lock up his shop, and he closed the front door and was trying to lock it when the customer ran up and beat on the door and wanted to come in. And uh, he said, I, I'm trying to close. He said, listen, I'm in deep trouble. I'm supposed to get a turkey tonight for my wife so she can cook it for tomorrow morning. Uh, he said, I don't think I have anything left. There's, there's, I'm just overrun by people, but wait here, I'll go look. So he goes to the back, goes through the first freezer, second, third, fourth. Finally, in the last freezer, he finds a little scrawny turkey. It's frozen, you know, and he brings it out, lays it on the counter, and the guy said, oh, that's way too skinny. He said, I, I don't know if I have any other. I'll go look. And so he took that turkey, went back, and he searched through it. He knew it was the last one he had. So he came out with the same turkey, and he laid it down on the counter. He says, that's the best I got. Man looked a little nervous, looked around. He said, uh, tell you what, give me both of them. <laughs> a lot of people have trouble being thankful. You know, it, it's interesting. We make wish lists for Christmas. We make uh, lists about uh, resolutions for New Year's, but most people don't make a list for Thanksgiving of who it is in their lives to be thankful for. This psalm is, of course, one of 150 songs that the Jews sang. We don't have the melody line. They didn't have a way to record that. But we know it was singing, and we know that God likes it. So the words of thanksgiving for us as a nation go all the way back to 1621 when the pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock. And they were so thankful that they had made it through a winter. And you know the story, they almost starved, and the Indians really saved their lives, that they got together and, and had a meal with the Native Americans as well as themselves to thank God. So the pilgrims knew the safest place to stand was with God. They prayed before they left. They prayed when they got to America. They signed a compact, uh, agreeing to help one another, but it was all based upon the relationship with God. Thanksgiving Day has become a, a unique holiday. It's really quite different. It doesn't commemorate a battle or anyone's birthday or an anniversary. It's simply a day set aside to express our thanks to God, our nation's God. In 1789, George Washington made a public proclamation about it. And it's pretty stunning because you don't normally think of Washington as a a solid Christian, but this is what he wrote. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation, whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor, Whereas both houses of Congress, did you hear that? <laughs> both houses of Congress have by their joint committees requested me 
to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many favors of Almighty God. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th of November, to be devoted to the people of these states to the service of the great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, and that will be. Wow, pretty clear what he thought about God. So we have received much from his hand. We have much to be thankful for. God told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7, when you have eaten and are satisfied, maybe this is better for tomorrow, when you have eaten and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. It doesn't take very long to see that the people of Israel needed a reminder. We do too. Maybe God had us in mind too when this psalm was written. Do you, did you notice to whom it is addressed, who it's for? The first verse says that it's addressed to all you lands, all the earth, another translation says. The last verse says it's to include all generations. The message of thanksgiving is so deep and wide that it applies to every person in every era and every place on the earth in every stage of life. The first verse is, is fascinating if you look at it in the Hebrew language. It, it only has two words. Uh, we see make a joyful shout. Well, that's one word in, in Hebrew, ruah. And to the Lord is Yahweh. Ruah Yahweh, that's all it says. But it means a joyful shouting noise. That's why some translations make a shout unto the Lord. It means an excited, a happy shout, like loyal subjects give when a king appears among them. We don't have kings except Jesus, right? It seems fitting that the God that God has promised us joy and peace as evidenced of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life. And he expects us to be happy about that. That we can choose to be joyful. And that's a discovery that Ray Lynn and I, my wife and I, have been going through in the last year and a half or two years, is choosing to be happy, choosing to be joyful, choosing to look at the things that are good and, and not focus on all the negative. Are there negative things? Oh, yeah, are there, there's plenty. From the world's perspective, there's this crazy war going on, a couple of them actually between the Ukraine and Israel, Gaza Strip. But you can focus on that or you can focus on what God is doing and moving on the earth so that the earth is being converted to Christianity. And the statistics are very clear. He said, a joyful noise. It didn't say sing with precision. You don't have to be a choir. He doesn't say lift your angelic voices like a heavenly choir. He says shout. Anybody can shout. 
shout to the Lord. Never mind if it harmonizes. Just make it loud. A father wants us to be excited about worshiping him. That's verse 1. Verse 2, serve. Mm, A lot of discussion about serving and all of you that serve. I love this church because it is a church that knows that word, how to serve one another. Serve the Lord, he is the Lord, with gladness. Again, with joy in our hearts. Come before his presence with singing. It's an invitation from him to worship him. It's a celebration of worship, not a mournful monastic chant. It's okay to get excited, to get happy, to applaud, to enjoy, to love him. This is a festival. This is a celebration when we gather like this. Verse 3, know that the Lord, by experiential knowledge, it says literally, that you and I need to experience God personally, take time with him quietly by ourselves. Know that the Lord, he is God. Now, this is a a loaded statement. There's actually seven different ways that uh, we're told about him what to do. He is God. He is the only God. He is the one God. It's echoes of the Jewish Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. A confession that the covenant God, Yahweh, is the only real, true, authentic God. Number two, God is our maker. It is he who made us, it declares. The one, the only creating God. The originator of the Big Bang. And God said, let there be light. And there was. The first cause, the Lord God Almighty, who is infinite. Not we ourselves. We don't make ourselves. We didn't make ourselves. So the universe didn't make itself either. Atoms didn't coincidentally collide, making themselves into more complex atoms. It just doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of time to design an experiment to make a certain chemical to make a certain compound. It doesn't happen by random chance. We can talk about that if you're interested in such stuff. The Lord is God. God is our maker. Thirdly, we are his people. God is both creator and savior, meaning he made us, he created us. Psalm 139 says, each one of us were knit together inside our mother's womb. I love that phrase because the Hebrew word means woven together, which is what happens when two DNA strands collide and wrap themselves into a double helix. Well, that's a 3,000-year-old psalm. How did he know that? Well, the Holy Spirit knew that a long time before that. He made us. He's the creator, and he's our savior. He, He bought us with his own blood. So not only is he the one who put us together, he's also the one that paid the price for our redemption, right? That's why we can look forward to eternity with him. Fourthly, 
We are the sheep of his pasture. Everybody say, bah. Should be a little fun. Luke 5, uh, 15, 3. And he spoke a parable to, to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine and go after the one which was lost? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. And I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 who need no repentance. John 10:14. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. God is our shepherd. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts. Gates and courts really are reflecting the temple or the city of Jerusalem originally, or the tabernacle, the tent, uh, before the tabernacle, uh, before, excuse me, the temple was built by Solomon. The gates and the courts were the way you're to come into God's presence. You enter from the outside with thanksgiving. Y- you must choose to be grateful. That's really the message for tomorrow with each one of your families. God, I am thankful to you for fill in the blank, for all the gifts of grace that you gave me. I'm grateful for the life you gave me. I'm grateful for the grace which allows me to continue in a relationship with you. Matthew Henry, the Bible commentator, uh, was robbed one night as he left church, and he wrote this in his diary. This is from uh, late 1700s. Let me be thankful first because I was never robbed before. Second, because although they took my wallet, they did not take my life. Third, because although they took my all, it was not very much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed and not I who robbed someone else. There's a man who knew himself. He knew he was capable of sin. For the Lord is good. Last verse. His mercy, or some of your translation says his love, is everlasting. It's forever. And his truth endures to all generations. The Hebrew word for good here, the Lord is good, appears 69 times in the Psalms alone. It means not what he gives us only is good, but that God himself in essence is good. We praise the supplier not for the supplies. We praise the provider not necessarily for the provision or the products that we get. Who is the Lord God? Who is he Lord to? You 
and me. God is the source and the infinite, ultimate example of goodness. His mercy lasts. His love lasts. His love is forever. His mercy is for eternity. His truth endures to all generation in the sense of keeping promises, his faithfulness. It will continue down to every generation until he returns. He'll be just as faithful to them as he has been to us. Thanksgiving Day is a special day, national holiday, different from all the others. Again, it's not a celebration of battle or to honor a great statesman or a great general. It's a day when we stop and thank God that we're just thankful for his blessings. We, as individuals, need to be thankful. We, as a church, need to be thankful. And we, as a nation, need to be thankful and grateful. Actually, the American holiday of Thanksgiving first time I was overseas during Thanksgiving, I was surprised that nobody else ate turkey but us. But it's a believer's celebration, a public national holiday, but a contradiction for the non-believer. Think about it. Who can an atheist thank on Thanksgiving? A young teacher sent me this story. I just love it. She said there's a young woman teacher with a lot of liberal tendencies explaining to her class of third graders that she doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving because she said she is an atheist. She asked her class if they were atheists too, not really knowing what an atheist is. The kids wanted to be like their teachers, so they all raised their hands, except for one young girl. Her name is Lucy. She didn't go along with the crowd, and the teacher asked her why she had decided to be different and not raise her hand. And she says, because I'm not an atheist. <laughs> I'm a Christian, she told the teacher. The teacher's a little frustrated. Her face was slightly red. And she said, Lucy, why are you a Christian? And she said, well, I was brought up knowing and loving Jesus. My mom is a Christian, and my dad is a Christian. The teacher is now really angry. She says, well, that's not a very good reason, she says loudly. What if your mom was a moron? And what if your dad was a moron? What would you be then? Lucy was quiet for a moment. She smiled and said, then I'd be an atheist. Many people love to complain. Some people complain about everything. On and on the list goes, but we make a choice. Every time we meet someone, every time we find ourselves in a difficult situation. George Mueller, father of prayer said, the beginning of anxiety is the end of faith. And then he quoted Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's a real danger in this season 
of determining our thanksgiving on the basis of how much we have. Do I have enough turkey to glut myself? Is my money in the bank secure? Do I even have any money in the bank? Am I healthy? All these things can change at any time. They may drift away or burn up or someone may steal them. The only thing we have for sure is our relationship with God. An interesting recent study discovered that chronic complainers, people who complain all the time, actually live a little longer than people with a sweet disposition. The study says that this act of complaining actually gives them a purpose to go on living. I, so, I, I suppose though, the question though is, do they really actually live longer or does it just seem that way to those who have to listen to them all the time? Give thanks to the Lord. Make a joyful shout to our God. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. And his mercy, his love, is everlasting. And this truth endures forever. Would you stand, please, and we'll pray. Lord, we are thankful. We are a grateful people. And we ask, Lord, that you would fill us with your grace so that when we are around family and friends tomorrow, that we might uh, choose joy and that we might have joyful things to say to others and draw them into a closer relationship with you. So, Lord, we ask that you would go with us now and that you would do all those things in our heart so that we might be able to choose joy in front of a watching world. Do that, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name and all of God's people agreed by saying amen. amen. God bless you. Give somebody a hug before you go home. Good night. Sing together, I feel love. I feel love. I feel safe. I feel Jesus in this place. I feel all warmth within me. I can't describe it, but I believe. I feel. I feel lies, I see my stains, I'm turning pure eyes, I feel a burden lift from me, as I raise my hands up, and I sing, we sing glory, glory, glory.
Thank you, Lord. 